You missed us, didn't you? Oh, spooky. Yeah. Especially from the dead. I know. Especially me, who um, you were told I would be gone. And And actually, at this point, you will be gone. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a little bit of time traveling here, folks, because we are we are recording this in June and it'll be coming out in August when I am in another state and a state different state of mind if oh you get God, what i mean definitely. um um this is our bonus episode um we wanted to treat you guys because we know how hard it is to wait for your favorite podcast to come back on the air we wanted to give you a little taste before season two comes out and thus welcome to scream 101 i'm shannon chalakian and i'm brennan klein let's get the show on the road shall we today we're bringing you a very special horror film it's very about spooky like most of the films we've covered on Scream 101, it's about the dangers of premarital sex, and it is Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Oh, boy. But first, <laughs> as we always do, Brennan is going to read the plot, and there will be spoilers in this entire episode. Yeah, if you haven't seen Mamma Mia, plug your ears. Uh, but who are we kidding? Everybody has seen Mamma Mia. Of course. Sophie has just one wish to make her wedding perfect, to have her father walk her down the aisle. Now, she just has to find out who he is. Join the music, laughter, and fun of the irresistibly charming Mamma Mia! The Movie. That shouldn't be the title. Academy Award winner Meryl Streep. There's an asterisk after that. Where where does that go? Nowhere. Leads an all-star cast, including Pierce Brosnan and Colin Firth, as well as up-and-comers Amanda Seyfried and Dominic Cooper, in this musical celebration of mothers, daughters, and fathers, and true loves lost and new ones found. Based on the Broadway smash hit and filled with the ABBA songs you know and love, it's the feel-good experience that will have you singing and dancing. Over and over again. <laughs> yeah, and so right off the bat, you can tell that this is a very layered movie. There's a lot going on. It is very, like, you have to be really seated in your seat, ready to consume what is going on on screen. Otherwise, you could just get lost in it. Um, yeah, and the horror is wrapped in this sparkly veneer of right. fun that makes it that much more uh affecting and impacting because of the juxtaposition exactly Exactly. and there is this greek chorus of of actual greek natives that you can kind Mm. of tell meryl streep has lost her mind and she is she is actually oh seeing them and not seeing them at the same time it's like a david fincher movie almost i feel like he was very inspired by mamma mia to create like fight club and seven right of course Um, it all stemmed from mamma mia And this actually, it reminds me of uh, other classic Greek horror films like Anthropophagus, the beast in which um, the killer actually destroys an entire vacationing group of people who are there to have sex and have fun. Right. And he ends up devouring his own intestines because he is so consumed by the need to consume. Right. And let us not forget, you know, the scariest of the horror films that was filmed in Greece, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. That was filmed in Greece? Yeah. I've never seen it. Okay. Well, there you go. Fun fact for you folks. Do so the pants travel to Greece? Are yeah, they part part of the pants traveled to Greece. One of like, the girls like one of the legs. One of the girls is in Greece, falls in love, of, of course. It's essentially the movie, but like with her instead. Um but let's get back to our our review of the movie. 
As you know, we rate scariness 1 to 5 screams, campiness 1 to 5 perms, gore 1 to 5 severed limbs, and quality 1 to 5 unlucky stars. Brennan, how scary is this movie? All right. Um, while we have uh, discussed that a little bit, I'm, I'm going to temper your expectations a little bit. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 screams. It's not okay. the scariest movie I've ever seen. All right. But I do think it's working with some solid themes. Like the fact that um, Pierce Brosnan is slowly turning into Fozzie Bear as he sings. It's of like course. kind of like a werewolf transformation. Because um, when he opens the film, he's just talking. He's like his regular, normal James Bondian self. He is a little orange, which kind of tips you off that something terrible has already happened prior to the film's right. opening. But as he sings um, and you hear his voice, you finally understand uh, the transformation that is taking place. It's very slow and it's very arduous and it's very horrific because he's just like, knowing me, knowing you. And it's like, it's just, it's such a shock the first time he opens his mouth because you're not expecting it. Yeah. It, that was the biggest jump for me. Exactly. And as he becomes Sophie's father towards the end, I'm waiting for him to start cracking father jokes and finishing his transformation into Fozzie Bear. <laughs> waka waka, exactly. die. Exactly. Oh, that'd he, be a great time. She had to waka waka down the aisle. So she did, which is also horrific because she is 20 years old, yes. one year younger than yours truly. And she's and getting two married for myself. Yes, indeed. Although honestly, um, if I was getting married to Dominic Cooper, I'd lock that down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what's your scariness ranking, Shannon? My scariness is five out of five screams. I got to tell you, out of all of the films that we have watched this past year together, this is definitely the scariest. And I have one word for you that that clarifies that. OK, give it to me. Sequins. Oh, so many sequins. You'll cut your eye out with those. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And those dance moves together. I mean, it's like it's like they're they're trying to destroy the audience and just walk through this entire sea of people and just cutting them up into shreds. That's why they're mm -hmm. screaming. It's not with joy, folks. No, they're secretly being cut. But you wouldn't tell because it's like a it's like a million tiny paper cuts. A million tiny, tiny. Yeah, it's cuts. very subtle, and the exactly. all the sparkles that end up in your eye are actually a really subtle reference to 1980s. Uh, Uli Lommel hit the Boogeyman, mm, yes. in which a demonic mirror is um, causing other people to destroy each other yes. and themselves. Um, so, like I like I was saying, the sparkles are actually like kind of this sentient being that are controlling others to go crazy. Um, what we're watching is this island uh, preparing for a wedding and its slow descent into insanity. They've actually been cursed to sing. Right. Um, they don't want to. It's very clear. They're constantly trying to have a conversation, but the songs just bubble up out of them. It's yeah, really... Yeah, out of nowhere. It's it, really horrifying. Like it's halfway through the Ghostbusters movie. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just there, you know? Absolutely. Um, and and the, the crash segues really solidifies that. You know, they're having a conversation. All of a sudden, something happens. For example, a shutter falls falls to the from the second floor onto the first floor, and all of a sudden, it's happened. And now Meryl Streep can do nothing except sing her woes, which is really unfortunate because I'm sure all she wants to do is turn to her friends and say, you know, life is hard. But no, we have to have an entire five minute long sex like segment about it. <laughs> A five minute long sex scene, everybody. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's interesting that you brought up those segues. I think um, one of the really interesting things about this movie's editing is that it was purposefully made to look like it was edited on Windows Movie Maker. Right. Because they wanted it to seem more realistic. Like this was some, like kind of like a found footage thing. 
Yeah. Like somebody was actually uh, uh, cutting the footage like as an amateur because all the professionals have been destroyed by this virus, by this curse that we're discovering. Right. I also think that there's there's this underlying tone of of the the horror of the 80s as a time period. Oh, 100%. Kind of penetrating and, and being passed on from generation to generation. Absolutely. So but, but let's get back to that um, in, in some of our next uh, re- reviews. Um, uh, speaking of let's start with campiness. What did you rate campiness? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Should I go first? Yeah, you should go first. OK, so I'm going to give it a one out of five perms just because. This topic is not not a laughing matter, you know. Uh, it is dead serious the entire movie, and so they didn't leave any room for any true campiness, you know. Oh, I totally agree. I also gave it one out of five perms. Uh, the it's so obvious in the fact that um, Meryl Streep gives a performance like she's drunk the whole time. Yes, because she can't handle the sheer um, power. And horror of like the curse that's been inflicted upon right. her. She uh, needs to lose herself in her addictions, and that's another one of these um, kind of like hidden subtextual elements. Um, it's kind of like the fifth season of American Horror Story, American mm-hmm. Horror Story Hotel. Like, there's a really solid theme of addiction going on through there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another inspiration from Mamma Mia. Right, of course. And and I agree, and especially because. E- Obviously, she has to be on something because no one else would make these decisions. Like, no grown woman would get married to a man that she hasn't seen in 21 years mm-hmm. um, on the day that her daughter was supposed to be married. No one would make that decision. And if you even see it, it penetrates to her friends as well. Yeah, it's you know? truly insane. Like, uh, Tanya, who who is very old, old enough to the point where she needs to use uh, don- donkey testicles to keep herself looking even young and fair- fresh and fairly vibrant. young. And uh, you know in that ointment that she uses, it is mixed with human blood. That is course. one of the subtextual elements Again, of this film. Again, that's why it's it very inspired, inspired another American Horror Story. American Horror Story coming. Actually, exactly. they inspi- the inspiration for that was Madame LaLaurie from a uh, real-life New Orleans icon, who was right. in turn inspired by Mamma Mia. Exactly, exactly. It goes, it penetrates that far, folks. It penetrates that far. It's, so. it's part of our uh, Jungian cultural memory. Like, Mamma Mia isn't so much a movie as it is an icon of storytelling that has been right. passed down from generation to generation exactly. from the ancient Greeks, from yeah. Homer and his compatriots. Yeah, and reevaluate anything that you've read uh, in the past 10, 20 years, in, in fact, in your entire lifetime, and you'll be able to pick up those tropes and archetypes that you see in Mamma Mia. Yeah, and um, as the curse spreads, like you said, from uh, Donna Sheridan, played by Meryl Streep, to her friends, uh, what was I saying? Uh, you can see her trying to warn Pierce Brosnan away. Um, yeah, constantly. When she's singing The Winner Takes It All, and it looks like she's doing like an ASL interpretation of the song because of how many movements she's, how many like over-the-top gestures she's doing with her hands. Yeah, and if you play it at, at one and a half speed, which is what we did, mostly because the song is awful. But no, um, the song is great. But uh-huh. it it comes after like two or three ballads in a row. That's true. It's really it's just it's a brutal sledgehammer to the senses yeah. that I couldn't handle right now. Yeah, but it's kind of like if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards and you hear about Satan. If you play Mamma Mia's. Uh, when it takes it all one and a half times fast, you can actually see her spell out with her hands, "Help me, I've been cursed." So, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's so a work of art. Like that's such a a clever thing to do because um, bef- 
I don't understand how they thought of that because this movie was created before, I mean, before film technology, right. but definitely before DVD technology yeah. came into being. So the fact that they could have predicted that kind of intense scrutiny is marvelous. Of course. All right. So and on to gore. Okay. Um, what did you write gore? Um, I rated it two out of five separate limbs. This um, film works more on the level of psychological horror That's than true. it does on like gory over the top horror, I think. That's true. Um, I mean, there is a moment where the woman, uh, one of the Greek women on the island is caught up with the curse during the performance of the song Dancing Queen. Mm -hmm. uh, she runs to join the horde of female zombies that's uh, swarming the dock. Yes. And she drops a ladder on the ground, leaving a hapless Greek gentleman hanging in the window to fall to his death. Right. And that kind of stuff is very impactful, but it's more around the edges of this psychological horror. Um, and it's used as like kind of stingers yeah. to just jab you right where it hurts. Yeah. It's a lot of things are implied, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, people in this movie who die, but you don't even get to watch them die. That's the beauty of this movie. They don't need to show you that they're dying. You just see less and less people and you know that these things have been happening mm. to them. So it's, it's quite, quite interesting. So that's, I agree with you two out of five for gore. Great. And yeah. obviously the scene where Pierce Brosnan's vocal cords get shredded. Right. That is a really gruesome and, scene. Yeah, and back to the transformation of Fozzie Bear. Exactly. All right, so quality? Uh, I think for quality, I'd, I'd have to give it five out of five. Yeah, same. Stars. You know, it's, it's just, it's such an important film to to our era and to film history in general. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's in every film history class. Uh, we both shared a film history class together yeah. at Cal State Long Beach. Yeah. Um, every single week we watched Mamma Mia. Right. And I was very confused at first. And then we understood. And then you understood like at every single time there's something, it. there's another layer that you notice. You yeah. need to see it multiple times because there is so much packed in there that one screening can't do it. Yeah. Originally we were going to watch Citizen Kane and then we show up to our class and he said, I'm sorry, we're going to watch an even more distinguished movie. We're going to watch Mamma Mia. And we watched it and we enjoyed it. And then... Uh, we come in the next week and he said, oh, we're going to watch The Bicycle Thief, which is what was on the syllabus. And he was like, no, I'm sorry. I've got something different for you. And sure enough, it was Mamma Mia again. And to which, you know, we were confused at first, but then we really understood the impact of, of the in Italian cinema in the sense that it's it's close mm -hmm. to Greece. And that was good enough for him and important for us because we needed to watch Mamma Mia again. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was weird, though, because after the final class he did send us on our way with a song and dance number, which was kind of alarming after the amount of times that we'd watched Mamma Mia and we're beginning to understand this curse that was yeah. going on. I was worried. Were you worried? I was a little worried. I, I don't know what happened there. We wash our hands though. So we're okay. Yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on to champion dialogue. Perfect. Um, one of our favorite segments, Shannon, what's yours? So mine comes, it's pretty much the very last spoken line um yes in, it is in the entire movie because by the end everyone has gotten the curse you know so yeah, everyone's um dancing and singing take a chance on me yep. abba's classic yep. song yep and they're jumping up and down basically stomping in this rhythmic pattern that kind of calls back to i mean every war that we've tribal. ever had yeah um, it was if, if you've ever seen lenny reef and Stella's triumph of the wills of like, course 
Who has all this it? Nazi uh, kind of propaganda imagery is very, very that's what's a going clear on. allegory for that. And it, kind of yeah, stuff. and it shows that the curse has taken has has taken over, and and in this wonderful moment, the um, the floor actually breaks and water comes spewing up, which allows the last moment the the shock of the water allows the last moment of um, Donna, the original main character, to break from the curse just a little bit to speak her last words, which are. It's Aphrodite, you which, know. Which is an ironic commentary because Aphrodite is the goddess of love. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this island was built upon the fountain of Aphrodite. Right. But the fact that so much hatred and fear has been birthed on this island, it's a really ironic commentary. Yeah. And that's why they slowed it down so much in the movie. Exactly. Because they really wanted to drive that point home. Yeah. So so she's really saying... It's a last death rattle yeah it's really what it is conscious thought yeah i mean i don't blame her 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 sudden husband because she was drunk drunkenly chose to marry a man is becoming fozzy bear and she and everyone that she loves and enjoys has gotten this curse and there's no way of escaping the good news is is that it's isolated onto this island so hopefully they can get it taken care of before next tuesday when the next boat comes yeah Come to think of it, didn't our professor say he had visited that island where they filmed Mamma Mia um, during a research trip? I don't... I That might have been the the uh, the week that I was out of class. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, um, my champion dialogue mm-hmm. is very early on in the film. It's during the uh, song and dance number, Honey, Honey, in which Amanda Seyfried is describing um, about the dangers of premarital sex, about how her mother um, slept with three men in quick succession leading to her having a baby and not knowing who the father is, which is really true to life. It's just one of those things that really hits home really hard. Of course. The curse um, is really just an STD. Yeah. There, there's, but there's this part where she's reading, or just like it follows. Um, but yeah, there's this part where she's reading the diary um, of her mother to her friends, describing why she invited her fathers to this island to find out like who was her actual father. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what, she says as she's reading it. Danced on the beach and we kissed on the beach and dot dot dot. What? Dot dot dot. That's what they did in the olden days. Um, I just think that's some really important historical context because not only are you watching this really triumphant, uh, frankly disgusting horror film, mm-hmm. um, you're actually learning a lot about the society and culture that birthed it. Like, finding out what dot 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 means really impacted my perception of the film Mm -hmm. like i would not have understood it otherwise right and get this brennan dot 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 how many dots are there three three how many men are there oh holy crap shannon there we go you're on to something you've struck a vein good i should yeah so obviously that was that was insight onto the fact that there were three options in the in the first place. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, three is obviously a very important number throughout history. I mean, there's um, the Holy Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Which are obviously represented here. The Father, which is Sophie's actual father, which, spoiler alert, I have uh, communed with the writer of Mamma Mia via a Ouija board. And they have told me that the father is represented by uh, Bill Anderson, played by Stellan Skarsgård. Yes. And the son, obviously, is uh, Pierce Brosnan, 
Uh, but it's not the son as we understand it, not like a father-son relationship. It's the son as in the sun in the sky. Right, because the entire, everything revolves around him. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You yes. get it. And the Holy Ghost obviously is... Her ghost friends. Colin Firth. No, the Holy Ghost is obviously Colin Firth. Oh, that's right. Um, he's... This is a really inappropriate joke I was going to make. Um, because he's gay, and this is another uh, instance of gay erasure exactly. in, in media. So there we go. Bada bing, bada boom. That's exactly why Colin Firth, obviously, no one could tell that he was gay throughout the entire thing until the very end when he said that he was trying, he was he was playing a gay character but no one got any sense of that anywhere people absolutely that because that's what society exactly does. steve steve and bucky shippers couldn't guess that he was gay and that is saying something my friends that is saying so something. so it was uh that's something else i gotta tell you um all right so moving on to favorite character okay all right I'll start. So my favorite character are Sophie's two best friends. They're really like her guardian angels. They're trying to save her from this curse. The only problem is, is that they are ghosts. And every time they try to get close to her, they get involved in the curse. And then in order to save themselves, they have to disappear. So during one yeah, of they, these they have to numbers, give up their corporeal form. Exactly. For at least 20 minutes. Exactly. So during one of the, during a couple of the numbers, actually, um, the musical number will start. And then in the shift, in the key change... Um, they will just disappear. Yeah, there's a really stunning sequence that reminds me of uh, The Haunting, mm -hmm. the original from the 60s, where um, during, in the ending, the closing of the song, Honey, Honey, um, Amanda Seyfried is out on the uh, balcony area, mm -hmm. and they're both in the windows dancing, but then they converge behind her during a slower part of the song, yes. and they vanish behind two pillars, never to be seen again. Mm -hmm. That just really, it's a beautiful shot. And I'm glad you chose those because they were my first choice. But my my choice that I ended up on is the Greek chorus. Yes. Um, this film is way more intelligent than it ever gets credit for. It's built along the structures of Greek theater. Um, obviously, there is a Greek chorus that follows our heroine around that may or may not be in her mind, a creation of her mind. Um, but they add so much flavor to the song and dance, and they... Um, really reflect the insanity that's spreading throughout the island mm -hmm. um, as they in increasingly appear more and more and more to Donna as she becomes more distressed. Yes. And true to Greek chorus fashion, they're also the only ones who are self-aware of the curse. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, they, they can, they're self-aware that they're in Mamma Mia. They yes. are so aware. It's, it's this really interesting metacognitive aspect to the film. Yes. And so when, um, when, was it Sophie or Meryl Streep um, talked about a twist of fate? That's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. When she was talking about a twist of fate, obviously they started laughing because there is no fate there in a movie. And they're able to, to be aware of that. Yet Meryl Streep has no idea, which is part partly because she's under the curse as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. Moving on to favorite scene. All right. Uh, my favorite scene... This is a fast one. My favorite scene is the scene Lay All Your Love on Me in which, um, uh, what, what the hell's her name? Amanda Seyfried and yes. Dominic Cooper are singing about how much they love each other. And it's basically a five-minute sequence of porn as they make yeah, out on the beach. Yeah, they sexy. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, 
it's depicting how uh, Donna's daughter is getting sucked into the same web of premarital sex and lust and uh, singing mm-hmm. that her mother is coming into. Like, there's a lot of uh, parallels between her and her mother. Yes, and this absolutely. is a very horrifying, uh, frightening one. Absolutely. And um, as w- talking about how Meryl Streep's character makes such rash decisions because she's on drugs and in, in this curse you can see that parallel as well with sophie because she goes from being a lovable childlike character on the boat talking with her potential dads to getting off the boat onto the physical island that's the key right she's on the physical yeah. island and all of a sudden she's sexy and demonic so um which, which represents the island's hold over its inhabitants exactly exactly and well My, my favorite scenes yeah sorry what's your favorite scene uh all of them i just love the entire movie i think every scene was very um special well thought and the segues like we said emphasizing the curse was very very absolutely okay it really digs into you and as it feels like heresy to play while we're discussing this movie because it's such a serious arch yeah movie that has such um important themes but we are going to play a couple games just to All hopefully right. like lighten the load, like lighten the intellectual load a little bit. Yes. Um, the first game we're going to play is the divination game. Yay! Um, I'm going the to divination game, 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 game. I'm going to connect this film with other horror films. Okay. So I'm going to tell you um, other horror films that a certain actor or actress has appeared in, and you okay. have to tell me which one it is. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Our first one. This person appeared in jennifer's body and red riding hood amanda seyfried yeah good job that was an easy one also in chloe what chloe is that a horror film yep oh cool um okay our next guest appeared in dominion prequel to the exorcist the exorcist the beginning which are two variations on the same film because hollywood's insane and moomins and the comet chase the song or the movie that, that Bjork did the song yeah, for. Yeah, I was like, that's so funny. Okay. Um, is it Dominic Cooper? No, it's Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, okay. And our next person appeared in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and Dracula Untold. Dominic Cooper. Yes, that's Dominic Cooper. Okay. And our fourth and final actor or actress appeared in Adam's Family Values and Scooby-Doo in Where's My Mummy? Uh, the person who played Tanya. Yes, that's Christine Baranski who Yay. played um, Aunt Tanya. Wow, you're three for four. That's really good. And we've m- lately we've only been playing one game because, frankly, I have a lot of things to do. Yes. Um, but I have one more game for us. Ooh. It is. It's called the name of the game. Okay. And I'm going to give you a title, and it's either the title of an ABBA song or a '70s horror movie. Oh, wow. And you have to guess which is which. Good. It's like the Carpenter game. Yeah. I, I always try to bring it back, but I ran out of Carpenter stuff. I know. Even better. All right. Let's get started. Let's do this. Number one, Disillusion. I could be either. Uh, 70s. Horror, you mean? Yes. Actually, that's an ABBA song. Oh, okay. Kisses of Fire. 70s. That's also an ABBA song. Mephisto Waltz. ABBA. That's a horror movie. No. Don't look now. Uh. 
70s. Yes, that's a horror movie. Okay. Good job. First one. Alice, Sweet Alice. ABBA. No, that's a horror movie. Brooke right. Shields is in that, actually. Weird. Uh, Arrival. Mm, ABBA. That is an ABBA song. Nice. Good work. That's actually a, an album title track. Watch Out. That could be either. Um, <laughs> ABBA. That is ABBA. Cool. Nothing But the Night. ABBA? That's a horror movie. Ah. Lisa Lisa. ABBA. Horror. The Visitors. 70s. Nope, that's Ava. This, gosh. So you got it. three out of ten. Oh, oh I did God. good. You did. This, these games are always fun. Always. All right. Well, that that's the end of our games section. Excellent. Uh, let's move on to our recommendations. Shannon, what do you recommend to people who agree with you about this film? And to lift the veneer, to lift the veil a little bit. We do genuinely love ABBA. I mean, we love. I, I mean, I, lo- I genuinely love ABBA. But Mamma Mia, it's like this weird version of ironic love that has become genuine it's love. It's really fun, yeah. Uh, and the truly frightening thing about Mamma Mia is how well we know Mamma Mia. <laughs> we yeah. quote it front to back, top to bottom. Yeah. Flipped backwards. We do. It's great. We do the different vocals. We do the different uh, voices. We yeah, do we, a really we did good solid harmonies. Yeah, we do a really good Fozzie Bear. Like you, you guys wouldn't believe. <laughs> um, but back to our our characters. Um, my recommendation is Rent. It's um, a just really great historical horror movie about the kind of um, French imperialism that is happening in the '90s in New York, um, <laughs> and it is just truly wonderful. And it's a similar curse um, that you see in Rent, except instead of instead of it being a physical curse, the only way that they are able to express themselves that is legal is through song and dance. Nice. Which is what they, they have to do. So, cool. and your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is another, it's another horror film based on a Broadway musical. Yes. It's Little Shop of Horrors, okay. which is one of my favorite movies, genuinely. like it's That's a real, <laughs> ruining it. It's fine. No, it still works. Okay. Um, But it's directed by Frank Oz, who... Worked with the Muppets forever. You Muppet whore. The puppetry on the plant is so good. Um, And Ellen Green, who who is one of the stars, also appeared on the in the in the Broadway version, and she's fantastic. And it's a great movie. And if you well, hold on. Let's let's hold on just a minute. So, uh, what I really loved about this episode that we just did, one is that we we did not crack the entire time. I almost did. That was crazy. When we were like, we got to gore, and I w- I was about to cry. I know. Um. Uh. And two, that this was really fun because in our four years of being friends, um, the first movie that like we went we watched over and over and over and over and over again was Rent, which is what I recommended recommended. Uh-huh. And then we watched. Mamma Mia over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So this was really fun to kind of like wrap up an entire year of watching brand new movies. Well, for me, you've seen them, but uh-huh. for me to watch a movie that I You're think intimately familiar with. I've seen more than you have at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun. Although I have a long and storied history with Mamma Mia. Um, our neighbors uh, who we were like family friends mm-hmm. with, they owned a cabin up in uh, Mammoth or Big Bear, one of those mm-hmm. mountains. And we went up there with them once, and we were kind of just, like, snowed in. We had nothing to do. Snowed in? Oh, God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
You set that up I for did. me. That was so easy. My Schnodin voice was so bad. Thank you. Um, anyway, um, all we had was a DVD copy of Mamma Mia. So we watched it like three times in a weekend. And then every time we went back up, to that cabin we watched Mamma Mia like in honor of that Perfect. So, and we learned all the dances it was great oh I, I feel like this is the one episode my mom's actually going to enjoy good because she actually knows the movie that we're talking about yay this is for you Tiffany and on our April Fool's Day episode in the show notes I said we were reviewing Mamma Mia when we were really reviewing Killer Party and she was very disappointed so haha we actually did review Mamma Mia yeah you're welcome mom and if you want to share with us your thoughts on Mamma Mia and its curse if you want to wish Shannon good luck in Seattle because she will be there when this episode airs because we just we wanted to give you a little something to float you along during yes, August during our hiatus um please you can find us on Twitter at scream 101 pod do you want to share your personal Twitter uh yeah my Twitter's uh at Shan Shalakian, which uh is yeah that's my personal stuff so you can see me talk about like cool things i'm doing yeah and my personal twitter is at it's raining brands which is great and uh, you can find us on uh facebook at scream 101 podcast do not find us on facebook if you if you haven't met us we're not gonna friend accept you. your yeah. request i'm That's sorry weird and stalkery but we um, have a facebook page so we do there. yeah get to know us more maybe we'll add you um and uh, you can find you can email us at scream one one podcast at gmail.com find us on itunes subscribe rate and review us give us five stars so we don't spread the mamma mia curse to you bum, bum, bum. i've been cheated by you since i don't no, know when so i made up my mind this episode must come to an end That'll be the only time in recorded history that I'm going to sing on record. We're going to play you out with Dancing Queen by ABBA as performed by the cast of Mamma Mia. Okay. I'm going to intro us this time. Just so y'all know. Total silence. To have her father walked her walk. Oh. Goodbye for the last time, folks. Goodbye. Bye, Shannon. Thank you so much for your service. Yeah, of course. 
literally our, my service. And hopefully I'll be back to record maybe in the future sometime. Maybe. Yeah. You never I, know. Stay on your toes. Keep listening. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Just as we go. No. <laughs> we I'm crying. Remember. I'm crying. <laughs> All the times. We had, had together. together. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Do you want another one? Do you want another one? Yeah, let's give it to you. Let's rev it up. Happy days, they seem so hard to find. I try to reach for you, but you have closed your mind. Whatever happened to our love, I wish I understood. <clears throat> it used to be so nice, it used to be so good. So when you need me, darling, could you hear me, S.O.S. Love, love, you got me, nothing else can sorry me, S.O.S. When you run, how can I even try to go on? When you run, I try, how can I carry on? Bye. Bye.